0: Thank Jesus. Inside the Pages presented by the Cornerstone of Grace, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. we wanna welcome you to come to the altar and to seek after our Lord and Savior. He's paid the price. All we have to do is call upon him and follow his word. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street. I know I said it once, but I wanna say it again in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Prayer, we start praying at 8.45, we're on the altar praying. And so I want you to have a mind of prayer as well during that time. On Wednesdays, Bible study at 7 p.m. And so at this time, we wanna go before the Lord in a word of prayer for those of you that are joining at this time. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. You've been very good to us, Lord God, and words cannot express our gratitude as we recognize and honor you, Lord, for your saving grace, Lord God, things that you have kept us from that we didn't even know that our lives was in danger, And you kept us and and we still don't know the danger and the the totality of the power that and the things that you have spared us from suffering through. Thank Thank you, Lord God. Lord, we thank Thank you right now, Lord Jesus. And we ask that you would bless, Lord, Lord your your word this morning. Bless each one that is tuning in and listening, those that will be listening later. Lord God, we just want to thank you and honor you, Lord God, for your kindness. Lord, we want to exalt your name to lift you up above everything. You know our situations. You know situations financially. You know situations emotionally, mentally, physically. There's nothing that has escaped your presence. Nothing has escaped your sight. Your eyes go uh, throughout the universe, beholding everything, Lord God. And so we thank you for, because you pay attention to us, Lord God. Lord, we thank you, Lord. I ask that you would bless us, Lord God, and bless you reading and the hearing of your word in the name of Jesus we'll be careful to give you praise and glory in Jesus name amen at this time we're going to have our opening scripture and we're going to go into the word of God we have quite a bit to do today um, as well as what we call again double duty and so solicit your prayers in the name of Jesus pray for me as I am praying for you.
1: Psalms 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth food in his season his leaves shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper the ungodly are not so but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteous for the law For the lord knoweth the way of the righteous but the way of the ungodly shall perish proverbs 3 5 and 6 trust in the lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding and in all ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and a hearing of His Word.
0: Amen. We thank God for His kindness and His grace. I want to remind you that uh, our Pentecost service, Pente- uh, SoCal Pentecost 2024, is right upon us. It's you know just uh, just a little over three months away. The end of May. That's May 30th thursday night may 30th at 7 p.m may 31st 7 p.m and on saturday at 11 a.m we're going to be celebrating and magnifying the lord for his goodness now pentecost was a time of rejuvenation elevation and we're looking for all of that rejuvenation we're looking for god to elevate us to revive us and so it was a time that that the churches they 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 set that side of time to go and uh, to meet and to be together and to testify and tell of what God is doing. Our testimony is what God is doing for you or what God has done for you. And someone needs to hear your testimony so that they can know that God is still at work. He's still working things out. And, and so, um, and so, you know, just a tidbit, a testimony is not your life story. It's a tidbit and so of what God has done. You know, we know he woke you up this morning. That's not a testimony. If if you are standing there in front of us, we're aware that you woke up this morning. But a testimony is what God has done and what he is doing with you. And so there are many testimonies that, that we have, but we want to prepare our hearts and be um as we did a walk through yesterday of uh, uh, things that we need to do. And so uh, as we prepare for this service, I want you to prepare also and be ready to be in service with us. Uh, they're physically, if possible, flying into the Ontario airport. Uh, it's at 12,005 Jack Benny uh, in the city of Rancho Cucamonga. And if you're not able to be there, join us online. As the service will be live um, from start to finish, Uh, that first night, that Thursday night is a ordination, consecration and ordination service. And so that will be streamed, we're looking to stream that particular service as well. And so, um, as I said, we're going to go on into the word of God this morning. The Bible tells us that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word. That proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So uh, we all need what is about to be said. Uh, nobody is exempt, and so uh, we're in the Book of Revelation, the third chapter. And we've been talking about sobriety checks, and, and so um, there are. Uh, they they announced today that uh, because it's Super Bowl Sunday, um, the Chiefs and San Francisco. California, hey, is going to be playing in Las Vegas in the Super Bowl, and so they already put out a warning uh, in all the uh, counties: Los Angeles County, Riverside County, San Bernardino County, uh, and other places. We're we're in, and so to be watchful because they're going to be pulling people over, making sure that they're sober. We don't have to worry about that because nobody here has had a little wine. You to look? No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> nobody here is going to be driving around intoxicated because our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so we're consecrated unto the Lord. And the things that we used to do, we don't do no more. But thank God that we don't do those things no more. And so i um, just giving you a little time to get revelation. We're going to start at the 14th verse there. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Can, can just give the Lord a wave off. And just wave your hand. Wherever you are, just, just wave your hand. Lord, here am I. Here am I, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. God is so good to all of us. Revelation. Now I'm excited about the Lord. I, I'm excited. I get very excited about Him. I, I, I want to run around and and, and and you know they when they score a touchdown, they get their little dance on. I, I get my little dance on too, before the Lord. Now, if I scored a touchdown, I, I would do that too because the dividends of that touchdown is going to be pretty great. But, <laughs> but the, the dividends of living a, a sanctified life is even greater throughout all eternity. All right. <laughs> Go cheese. No, I'm just kidding. No, San Francisco. <laughs> and unto the angel of the church of Laodicea, right. Lord is sending a message to write. He says, Write these things, saith the Amen. The faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. What was the beginning of the creation of God? What was the beginning? What what started off? What set things in motion that of what we call earth, what we call um, our home, where our existence. The Bible tells us that in the beginning, John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and it goes on to say that all things was made by him, it's not anything that was made that wasn't made by him. He said, I know that works. Church, people of God, believers, those that say I'm a Christian, I hope you're a practicing Christian. Well, those that say I'm a saint of God, that's what God calls his people, saints. You you won't find him echoing the, the term Christian anywhere. It doesn't have the same meaning. I know that's our people, but listen. I know thy works. I, God, God know thy works. That thou art neither cold nor hot. Now, remember this, the the seven churches of Asia are representation of people. They're representation of places and a group of people, Ecclesia, as well as the pastor. And you can narrow it down to individuals because in each instance, it is not the entire group. There are certain individuals. He said, I would that thou were cold or hot. Because then, uh, so then because thou are lukewarm, you're not cold, you're not hot, I will spew, spew thee out of my mouth. I'm gonna spit you out. I'm not gonna be spitting no lyrics. I'm gonna be spitting you out my mouth. Because thou says, I'm rich, I'm rich. I'm rich, y'all, and increase with goods. I got it going on, I'm good. And have need of nothing. Man, I'm I'm not hurting for anything. Not right now. And no, it's not that thou are wretched. And these are, he's talking to church folks. He's talking to the church. He's not talking to people outside the church. He's talking to those that that are considered the ecclesia. the, The gathered group of believers. You can be a believer and be wrong right in the church wrong he said no doubt that thou are wretched you're miserable poor and blind and naked this is what god says i see about this particular church the latter seed this is what he's saying about them we can gather together we can join churches you know and they it can have a, a great amount of people can have a few amount of people and it could be a beautiful facility and they can have all the t's crossed and i's dotted financially set I could really go and touch on some areas there because the people should reflect the success of the pastor. If the pastor has, is living in a $5 million house, you ought to be living in something that's, that's similar to that too and not struggling. We're not gonna stay there, but let's, let's go on. There's much that can be said about church and what god desire is and what it has become for some is an entertainment industry they're making money entertaining they're not looking for deliverance they're not looking for an anointing that is going to deliver a soul from sin they're looking to to have an entertainment environment but under the umbrella of a good sound that that says God or says Jesus, you know, that deals with a person feeling, you know, and we're going to set it up with, with dancers and, you know, and it has nothing to do with the spirit of God. But listen here. He says in the 18th verse, I counsel thee to buy of me gold, tried and fired. That thou mayest be rich and white remnant, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thy eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. Anoint yourself with eye that you might see. So they're not seeing. They're certainly not seeing clearly. As many as I love, as many as I love, I rebuke, God does the rebuking. I chase him. and when God does something, he's very specific. He knows who he's targeting. It's not a general statement. If the Lord has ever spoke to you, He's been very specific to stir your heart up, shake shake you up. He said, "I rebuke, I chasten," and He says, "Be zealous, therefore, and repent." When someone says repent, and He tells them to hurry up, get it together, be zealous, put that as number one priority. When He says to repent. Repentance is a great message and the Azusa street revival that's coming up to nearly close to, uh, I believe someone said it is coming up to a, a anniversary date where, where the minister preached repentance. That's his entire message. He was preaching repentance and because he was preaching repentance and the people understood the message they were repenting. They were asking God to forgive them of their sins and the Holy Ghost fell in that service. And those that were there, uh, many that were there received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so it's referred to as the Azusa Street Revival. Uh, You can Google it, ask Master Google, um, and you can read more about it. And the message that was presented on that day repentance is a powerful message does the church tell the people to repent today. Repent repent of sin repent of dead works repentance is another word for change turn around stop doing what you're doing and if you stop doing something that you knew was right start back to doing it again. That's repentance, that's repentance. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will. If you hear what I'm saying and you open the door of your heart, I will come in and sup with you and you'll be able to eat with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. As a talking or as a topic this morning for all of us, I want to say that he deceives. And I think you know who I'm talking about is a deceiver. But God delivers us. He delivers us from deception. Uh, As a subtopic, looks can be deceiving. As we have read about the church of Laodicea. The church of Laodicea said said that, that I'm rich. I'm increased with goods and I don't have need of nothing. But the Lord said, no, you're wretched. You're miserable. You're poor. You're blind. You're naked. So looks can be deceiving. Deception is the is a defined skill. It's a defined skill. There are many movies about about deception. Deception was first introduced to us in the Garden of Eden. Deception is believed or accepted many times because it is mixed with an element of truth. And so, because it sounds good and you find those those bits of truth in it, if you're not careful, you'll be deceived. Genesis 3 1 through 5 says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, least you die. Out of all the trees that was planted around the garden, there's some uh, great looking tree over there. There's a tree over there. The, the garden was full of all the trees that, that as far as my understanding, that their hearts could possibly desire. And if it was just two or three trees, they didn't know nothing about anything more because. They were just there. God placed them there. And so what they were exposed to was what God wanted them to see. But there was a tree that he told them, don't touch, don't touch, don't eat of it, at least you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you, you won't surely die. You're not going to die. How many times have we all in our lifetimes uh, heard something that said, well, you know, it's not going, to, the impact is not going to be as great as what you think it is. And you found out that it was wrong. For God doeth know that in the day ye eat thereof, your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. The deception didn't happen outside, but it happened within the home of Adam and Eve you have to be careful you have to be careful who you allow what you allow in your home in your environment i was having a discussion yesterday with with uh, my godbrother brother. Um, he's my godbrother because we both grew up in the in the same church we both have known each other since high school so it's been a number of years and we were having coffee and just talking about things and how things unfold and so and i, I was, we were talking about how you have to consecrate and separate yourself you're not allowed to run around with anybody you're not allowed to run around with everybody because it's not good for you and so the deception happened within their environment you might say Well, you know, I'm strong enough. I'm mighty mouse. And it's just not going to happen to me. Well, that's not what the Bible said. The Bible said evil communication corrupts good manners. So God has already, the word of God has already spoken that look, you'll be overcome by evil if you exist in the presence of it. If you stay there, you're going to be tarnished. Someone that Eve trusted betrayed her, right there. I'm I'm gonna say right there in her living room, betrayed her. This had to be one of the most and is one of the most painful experiences uh, to me that exists. And that is to be deceived, deception, just as it would or has been for others, deception. To believe one thing and then to find out that you've been living a lie because you believed what was being projected to you, you believed what was being told to you. We've experienced that in relationships. We've experienced that on a job. We've experienced that in a, in a number of ways. Uh, even even in finances, you you go and get a home loan and, and you got to read the fine print. You need to understand what you're signing off on. And all of a sudden they tell you that, well, you know, um, five years from now, the interest rate is going to rise up to this amount. And if you're not aware of that, you'll get hit with a monthly bill. Your next next mortgage payment after five years is almost double the amount. So now they're gonna be coming after you for that amount. And you've got to work out of it, deception. We have to be careful about deception. Now Psalm 41 and nine says, yay, my own familiar friend, be careful about being familiar. Don't get comfortable in being familiar with everyone. My own familiar friend whom I trusted, I trusted them. Hmm. They sat at the table with me. They did eat my bread have lifted up his heel against me. We had had lunch together. We had coffee together. We had had a good time. We had laughs. But at the end of the day, they betrayed me, deceived me, talked about me behind my back, brought shame, did some things that hurt. Zechariah 13 and 6 says, one shall say unto him, what are these wounds in thy hands? Then he shall answer, those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. You gotta be careful who you allow to, to slide up next to you and say, I'm a friend. I, I had someone that I, I honor and appreciate and I, I can say that I trust them. They mentor me in the area of technology that that. And, Whereas I became a director in the area of technology. And one day we were talking and he used the word friend. He said, I want you to understand something. He said, I count you as a friend and I don't tell everyone that they're my friend. And I appreciate that and I never forgot that. And I learned an immediate lesson that everyone is not your friend. You might be close to them, they might be a close associate. Everyone you don't classify as a friend. Everyone is not a friend. And your first friends, if you have children, your first set of friends ought to be your children. If you have siblings, your first set of friends should be your siblings, your brother, your sister, not someone outside. How can you become so close to someone outside? And I know it's possible and not have any relationship with someone that's on the inside. I know parents will say that, well, I'm not your friend. I'm called to be your parent, not your friend, I'm your parent. No, parent, understand that that word embodies protection, mentor, provider, and friendship. It provides four different things. Matthew 24 and 24 says, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. If, if it was possible, you can't deceive God, and so therefore, if we're connected to God, dece- deceiving us is not going to be easy. Because we're going to try it by the word of God. That's why I say try everything by the word of God. Even the message. Look at the word of God. Understand what God is saying. Don't get caught up in the personality of people. People are human. People can fail. Just like they can bleed if they get cut. Just like when the breath is gone from their body, they're dead. They're not sovereign. But God is sovereign and his word is sovereign deception can be visual now there are some invisible things that that we don't see we learned over time that there are visual things that we don't see you're watching a a mickey mouse movie watching something that's been created by disneyland you're sitting at the movies and they're showing and at the same time they're showing you uh the the previews of different things and they're showing you commercials but they're subliminal messages within the cartoon itself and you you can you can uh research this on your own it's already been exposed Uh, but they're subliminal messages so uh deception can be visual deception can be demonstrative someone can be standing right in front of you and do something that is deceptive and deception can be audible Remember, I've said this a number of times, and, and I'd say it very personally, that a liar steals your future. You base what that liar's telling you as an element of truth, and you then change your course and start following what they're saying, not realizing that they're lying until it's too late. And therefore, you have lost time. You may have lost money. It may have impacted other relationships. And, and different things that have occurred because they lie. They stole some futuristic time from you. We are not entering into an era of deception. I want you to understand something here. We're not entering into an era of deception, except deception already exists. But God, the one thing that we can have faith in and confidence in And no, it's real, and that is God and what he has to say. Revelation, third chapter, let's look at this. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write these things, say of the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Now, the name Laodicea is known or associated with being indifferent or lukewarm. How about you this morning? Are you indifferent? Are you lukewarm? Lukewarm means like you're nonchalant. I go to church if I want to go, you know. It's not a requirement that I really be there. Um, you know, it's not very interesting, you know. and you're Listen, church and the message is based upon our participation. It, if you worship, if you present yourself a living sacrifice, you're the one that dictates the message. Or you're unresponsive. Well, if you're unresponsive and, and any of those things fit, then you are indifferent. You are lukewarm. Instead of full of fire, you ought to be full of fire. Like the church of Colossians, the sins was once a thriving fellowship. The Apostle Paul ministered and fought for them. They are mentioned by name in the uh, letter to the Colossians, uh, chapter two, verse one, for I know that uh, I I would that thou knew what great affliction I have for you and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have seen my face in the flesh, uh, Verse uh, chapter four, verse 13, for I bear him record that he have a zeal for you and them that are in Laodicea and then in uh, so he goes on, he's expressing and showing that this church exists in his concern for them. Salute the brethren that are at Laodicea and Memphis and the church, which is in his house. So for those that say, well, we don't have a, a building to be in, but you may be having service in your home. I know there are some mega churches that you don't hear much about uh, there. You know, you have mainstream where people mention certain churches but there are other large churches and some of them started in a garage some of them started in a basement and now they have their building and they have things of what they need so don't feel that well i'm we having church at home and that's something to be no it's not any place you gather and you have in service and and lifting up the name of jesus god bless you god bless you and i'm praying for you because we know what it's like we've been there The 16th chapter, the 16th verse of the fourth chapter says, and when this epistle is read among you cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans and that ye likewise read the epistles from the Laodiceans. So there's another writing that Paul sent to the Laodiceans. So there's two letters. The saints at Laodicea had not personally met Paul, but heard the gospel by word of mouth, are you sharing the gospel or are you sharing other stuff? Do you talk about the word that you received today uh, or will you talk about the word that you received today? Will you share it with someone else? Will you send them a link to the broadcast and say, listen, here's a word from the Lord that you need to hear. It's a solid word. It's a doctrinal word. It's a word about saving your soul. Acts 19 it says that he went into the synagogue This is verse 8 he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for the space of three months disputing and and persuading that the certain things about the kingdom of God but when divers had hardened and believed not but spake evil of that way before the multitude he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one uh, Tyrannus. And this continued by the space of two years. So that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greek. He was consistent in uh, propagating the gospel. And others, I'm sure the spreading of the gospel was not just because because he was standing in the synagogue. He was, but there were those that was hearing the word and was telling others about the word of God. It is believed that it was during this time of ministry someone ventured out and began to spread the good news that Jesus saved. When was the last time you told someone, told anyone, that Jesus saved? When was the last time you told them the good news about Jesus Christ? Are you spreading the good news? We share snippets from Instagram, Facebook, Meta and other sources. But what about the gospel? Are you sharing that? Some of the stuff that is on social media is tainted. A lot of it is tainted, manipulated and used to capture or captivate the spirit. And that's what it does. That's why when you're sitting there and you're looking at a, a little two-minute clip or a three-minute clip, and after a while, thirty minutes to went by, you then looked at ten of them, and after a while, the hour has gone by, and they are very much aware of this because they even have a notice uh, telling you that you have you asked you have you spent too much time that you've been there. There's some little warning things that they put on there because there was complaints from parents and others about how time-consuming. It had become for people that they know and especially their children. What if we presented the gospel with as much conviction as we do other things? Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived because deception will stop you from doing that. I'm all right. I'm good. No, you're not good. That's what the Lord is telling the church and let us Are you allowing signs and wonders to be illustrated? Instead of hanging out dirty laundry, that's what many are doing. Spending uh, some time along with the Lord, handing out some anointing handkerchiefs. If we're going to talk about the anointing and power of God and what church isn't or what church is. Then we are to we are to show what it is, instead of um, showing what it is not. If I show you what is good, if I show you that that you can do something and, and be progressive and make um, what you would like to make. I don't have to show you the negative side of anything if I show you all the positive. I think you'll be persuaded by that positive more than the negative. Are we presenting God that way? COG, that's why it's important to spend time in personal devotion and on the altar. We are talking this morning about about when we get here we usually hear about 8 30 we said we need to spend more quality time on the altar so and so once we set up we have a few minutes to set up and then we're going to get on the altar and just stay on the altar until until it's time to open up service that's why it's important to spend time fasting and praying so that we can be ushered into so that we can get into the presence of god People of God, this is why it's important to call on the Lord from the inside out, not from the outside. There are many that have a good look. They know the right things to do. They know the, uh, physically. They know how to re, how to show. They have showmanship. Thank you, Lord. They have showmanship. It's not from the inside out. It's from the outside. And it doesn't penetrate the inside. It may touch emotionally, but it doesn't cause you to repent. It may touch emotionally, but it doesn't call life-changing experience. It may touch emotionally, but it doesn't usher in the power of God. John 7 and 38 says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly, out of his belly, deep down, and my, You know, we used to sing a song that said, Down in my soul, my soul said yes. And we would just sing that song from the depths of our heart. It didn't require music. It didn't require anything. It was just a harmony of everybody saying, Down in my soul, I'm saying yes. That's all it was because it comes from our soul. It comes from the inside out. You can tell when someone is singing from their soul compared to from their, just from their lips. You can tell when someone is praising, worshiping, and lifting God up from their soul. The cry is different. It's different. Jeremiah 3 and 13. Now to understand John 7 and 38, where he says out of, out of your belly shall flow rivers. You got to understand uh, that what Jeremiah was saying, because when Jesus preached and when the disciples preached, they went into the old Testament and they preached from the old Testament, what we call the, that's where they preach from. That's where they minister from. So the the old Testament is not archaic. It's not outdated. It is not obsolete. No, because as you read the new Testament, you're reading the fulfillment. Of the Old Testament, when you read the New Testament, you read the Old Testament in order to understand the New Testament. Jeremiah three and excuse me two and thirteen says, "For my people have committed two evils; they have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and they've hewed them out censors broken censers that can hold no water." That's what happens when, when we become complacent. When we become nonchalant, when we act uninterested and unresponsive to God. It's the same as drying up, having empty sensors, broken sensors. Nothing is contained in that. They were, the Church of Lattice was deceived with gratification. It's time to get back to the living water. Now is the time of reconciliation. Are you willing to be restored? So the fountains of living water can exist. Paul Peter says in Acts 3 and 19, he says, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Jesus tells John, He said, I know thy works. Church of see I know your works, that thou art neither cold nor hot i would that thou were cold or hot god said i want you to be on fire church be on fire don't be lukewarm don't be cold hearted. but fire fire so then because thou are lukewarm this is the result of being lukewarm and not being not and just being cold and not being hot he said i I don't want to have nothing to do with you that's a point of spewing something out your mouth i don't want to have nothing to do with that that, those are the results of of being complacent and, and having a casual attitude because thou says i'm rich and increase with goods and have need of nothing and because that because not that you're wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked they thought of themselves what they thought of themselves was not what god thought all of us every last one of us must consider what is God thinking about now? I know the scripture says my, my thoughts of you is listen, but you better. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Thinking that that you all right with God. No, check yourself. Make sure that you're lined up with his word. These people thought that they were fine because God says I'm rich. You know, we we paid off this building and you know, we, we got it going on. Listen. I, I don't want to go there with some of that. But listen, I'm increased with goods and, and I have no need of nothing. And, you know, you might be financially well, you might be financially set. It don't mean that you're set with God. Some people think that because they got blessed. Oh, you know, I, I I got this job. Well, listen, there are sinners. There are people that 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 have higher educations and have better jobs than, than and they don't believe in God. Jesus talked about the, the, the unjust judge. He said, "I don't fear God and I don't fear man." And he was a judge. I tell me that that's not a high so office that don't pay well. He was a judge. Uh, the rich man who did not uh, didn't want to have nothing to do with Lazarus. He was well to do. He was blessed. You he would, he would say he was blessed. He, he died and 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 he found he he found that he was in hell. And he asked for Lazarus to dip his finger in some water and cool his tongue, and it was denied. Understand something here. Don't think you all of that. None of us can think we're all of that. All of us need to be humbled by the word of God and walk in humility. No matter what position we hold, it's by the grace of God. They thought of themselves that, that they, that, but God didn't think the same for them. What some church attendees think of themselves is not what God is saying. The hoop, the holler, the, what I call the barnyard dance, prophesying, preaching, uh, a record number of attendance. Oh, we had a record number of t- without complete transparency of truth and sanctification or the exhortation of a sanctified life is nothing. When God says, be holy because I'm holy. That is a requirement to stand in his presence. He said, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Looks can be deceiving. They might have all of that. That don't mean that they're all right with God. The church of Laodicea had it. They were well to do. It was deception. They were deceived thinking that because they had understand something. You might get blessed with some things and you feel that God's on your side. You hear people saying the Bible tells us in all things, give thanks. And so it don't matter who you are. It said everything, let everything to have breath praise you, the Lord. It does not mean that you're going to be saved if your life does not line up. So, so God blesses the, you know, the actor, you know. Oh, God bless the sport, the, 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 the athlete. Oh, God bless me, you know, and all of that. Now, let me, let me, let me, let me digress for a moment here. We see the athlete, and I was having a discussion with the, with the athlete. They, they get to the end zone, and they, they, um, practice a little um, Catholicism, make the cross and stuff, you know. And God had nothing to do with that touchdown. He really didn't. No, that was your skills and ability and the hard work that you practice, and I have scripture for that too, and that I'm not going to give at this moment. But understand something: the Bible encourages us to be skillful in what we do. It's tell us to study to show ourselves approved, and so they've done all of this, and it pays off. And, and so we, we'll, we'll talk about Ecclesiastes another time. But because you get that bonus or whatever and find that blessing or and you say it was God, that may be the only reward that you get. It don't mean that you're going to be saved. That may have been the reward for some good that you did yesterday or maybe some reward that you did months ago and and you are, because the Bible said, be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man saw that shall he also reap. So because you reaped you're reaping the good that you did. So it doesn't mean that you're saved unless you present your body, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, Romans 12 and one. Please understand this. And I hope that it is loud and clear. If the worship is not done in spirit and truth, it is not worship, it's entertainment. And that is not what the Father, that is not what God is looking for. John 4, 23 uh, says, but the hour cometh, and now is, even this very hour in which we're standing. When this true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must, 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 must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's why it's so important to spend time in the presence of God, because you cannot be in spirit and truth without being in his presence. you got to know and understand what God wants from you. What are the requirements? We understand the requirement on our jobs. We understand the requirement for credit. We understand the requirement in relationship. Well, at least I hope you do. You know, that's a discussion that you have to have. And, and so it's the same with God. It's the same with the Lord. Bless you, Jesus. He said, Counsel, I counsel thee. I'm telling you, buy of me gold, tried in fire, that thou mayest be rich, white and remnant, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thy eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. The Latice was known for wealth. They, they were well to do. There's no question about that. They, they had quality clothing. They made what was called a black wool, and so they were known for having something that was of great value. So they had the money. They had what they needed. Naturally, they had other commodities. And so he tells them to get rid of the fool's gold. OK. Get rid of the fool's gold. Some of us are walking around trying to spend some 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 gold. It's really not 100. It's really not gold. Laticea had that existed to our uh, access to spiritual dividends to make good on God's request. You have what is needed to buy the, the, the things that God is looking for. What he desires. Gold represents a spiritual character, but their goal was tainted. It had impurities. It was not fit for a king. White remnant represents Righteousness. You have to trade in that spotted garment that you're wearing and get a garment of righteousness. So trade, trade in sin for righteousness. He said eye not just any eye You know, ladies know, they they those that wear makeup and put on the eye shadow and different things like that. Uh, you know, but it, no, 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 no. This was eye it was something a little different. Get something that's annoying. Something that has some healing power so that you can see clearly. Sometimes our vision become blurred and it become blurred because we're listening to the wrong thing. It becomes blurred because we're watching the wrong thing. It becomes blurred. It becomes disrupted because we're touching the wrong thing. You, you know, if you touch something and then you rub your eye and now you got an eye infection that you touch the wrong thing. You see, we can become distracted by misguided senses and soon we are off track. That's what happened to some of them in the church of Laticea. If you are blind and those that are following you, both of you gonna fall in the ditch. One, you can't see where you going because you blind and you got somebody else hanging on to your coattail and trying to follow you. They gonna fall right along with you or you gonna become uh, the prey of the deceiver. The, the lion, is the Bible said he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So what a lion does, a lion hides in the bushes and then it will make his presence known with a roar and cause the herd to run and seek out the weakest one. As many as I love, I rebuke. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Throughout all the deception, self-gratification, personal trying to be a personal sensationalist desiring to be the next automated social hit. God is calling for everyone that believes to follow his instructions and be saved, repent, repent. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Now it's important to repent. Repentance It's important to change because in in revelation 16 and 15, it says, behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watches and keepeth his garment, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame. It's important, Laticeans, if you're part of the church of Laticea, it doesn't matter what your church name is, we're talking about the characteristics. If If you've been found in any of this, it's time to change. It's time to change. He said, behold, I stand at the door to knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and sup with him. To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in the throne. And he goes on to the 22nd verse and says, He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. It's important that we hear what God is saying with our inner ear, not with our outer ear, not with our eyes because somebody kicked their leg up or somebody is shaking and, 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 moving around. Listen, let me tell you something, all that jerking and stuff don't mean that that person is anointed by God. It's some stuff is learned behavior, and that's dangerous. For God to send a word and and have me to tell it to you, it doesn't mean that I have to, all of a sudden, I, I'm I'm shaking and, you know, my hands is, is quickening and, and, you know, and every other word before I can get it out, I'm, I, I got an unknown tongue going on. That don't mean it's from God. Some of that is learned behavior. And I believe in the gifts. I believe in the power of God. But I also know what the word of God says. If God tells me to say, hey, Sister Monique, God wants you to know blah, blah, blah. That's it. That's it. It doesn't require all of that other stuff that people put on and you think they deep, they could be deep in sin. As we have read about the churches uh, throughout the uh, the seven churches in Asia, only a few of them God was pleased with and had no words of condemnation. And that's God, he had no word of condemnation. He didn't. That's who the spotlight needs to come from. Lord, as we bow our heads in, in, a, in, in conversation with God, eyes closed. Minds on the Lord. As we think about the word of God, ask God to shine his light on you. Lord, shine your light on this, your people. Help us to be found, pleasing in your sight. Not deceiving ourselves, hearing the word and then and seeing what it what it's what it's saying to us, and then walk away and forget what manner of person we are. Lord, if there's any that has sinned among us, any that's not in your will, I pray for them and ask that you would bless them to stir their hearts up to change, to become what you're calling for in these last days. Lord God, we thank you. We know that time is winding up. We see prophecies fulfilling through the, uh, through in multiple ways, and you've been gracious. You've prolonged the time. You've extended time so that we can be saved. Lord, I pray that you would bless your people, Lord. Bless them, Lord God. Lord, and to be a witness for you, to tell others about your goodness, that they might be saved. I ask these blessings in Jesus' name, amen. Saints and friends, be faithful. Be faithful to the church that you are a member of. If you're not a member of the church, you're in the Los Angeles area, Marie San Bernardino, Riverside. I wanna invite you to to join in with us, uh, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of uh, Pomona, be part of the service and and thank God for each that have joined in those that will be listening later. And so as we come to, conclusion of this part of the service we have another service to attend uh, to be speaking at this afternoon and so uh, solicit your prayers but thank you for joining in with us this morning and as we uh, uh, prepare to leave this place I'm not going to give a benediction because we're going to go to another service so we're still in service but I want to play this song by the Chicago Mass Choir and it says I pray that we all that we're all ready. Be ready. God bless you. I